Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Faith Essence, where we dive into thought-provoking topics and explore the different aspects of life. Today we're talking about the dark side of Christian marriage and dating culture. I wanted to discuss this topic because I'm currently going through this as a single adult, especially Christian female. Christian marriage and dating culture, while encompassing beautiful traditions and values, isn't exempt from its fair share of challenges and complexities. Now let me be very clear, I am not here to bash Christianity. I am a practicing Christian and the issues I'm going to be discussing are not unique to Christians either. So just because I'm talking about it in the Christian context does not mean I am saying that the non-Christian version is better, but rather I just aim to foster understanding and encourage those who are facing the same difficulties. So before we begin, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and the notification bell to be notified every time I upload so you won't miss any of the upcoming videos into important conversations just like this one. Or if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please follow this podcast and leave a review. Now let's begin. So today I'm going to discuss three main issues with Christian dating and marriage culture. There are many more issues I could discuss and there will be many, many more videos around this topic. But today I just want to focus on these three. Number one, being single is a lack of fulfillment of your life's purpose and negatively impacts your Christian faith. Number two is that being single is a waiting season. And number three is the idolization of celebrity Christian couples, even social media influencers. Marriage is a status symbol in society, always has been from the beginning of time. And even in this modern age, marriage is still a status symbol, especially amongst women. I feel like men care less about bragging and showing off their marriage than women do. It's mostly always the women that feel validated once they become a wife. And now they have the husband and they feel better than the next woman who is single. Even if their marriage is the most horrible thing on earth, this has a lot to do with an individual's self-esteem. So if you never felt validated as an individual and you never truly loved yourself, then you will look to be validated by someone else in a marriage. Because to you, being married, the fact that somebody would marry you means that you're worthy and you're good enough when that should really be coming from inside of you. So there are women, no matter how bad their husband is, even if he's cheating on her and she knows it, even if the husband does not pay any bills, is really an absentee father and is not showing up for his children the way he should, even if he's lazy laying on the couch drinking, many women will still go out there and brag about this same marriage and belittle other women who are not married. Aren't human beings something? Like human beings are really just a walking irony. And this happens regardless of your faith. So it happens in Christian circles. It happens in secular circles. As I said, marriage is just a status symbol for all human beings. So because marriage is a status symbol, those who are single are often looked down upon. Sadly, even within the Christian church, many single people are viewed as not worthy to participate in certain things. For example, as a single woman, in fact, I've recently been told that I don't know about life just because I haven't been married and had children yet. So my entire life and everything that I've experienced was belittled just because I'm not married yet. Because the thing about married people, they think just because they're married that they have all the answers. When that's false, a lot of people's marriages will be a train wreck. The train is on fire and they still think that they have the expertise 
to tell someone else what to do. I've also been told that there must be something wrong with me for being single past the age of 25. And in fact, the person who told me this was a former youth pastor who is a 30 something year old married man. He's been married for a couple years now. So when this man told me this, it really upset me for a few different reasons. Number one, he's married. Why for the life of me? And I've experienced this with certain men and I know why it happens. I know what's going on. I find that men who are married, when they find other women attractive, but they know that they can't get to that woman, they just can't sit down in peace. They have to go and just bother that woman and try and engage in conversation with that woman. So even if the conversation is not like flirtatious or sexual, they just wanna be in conversation and they end up saying very stupid things that are often belittling, I guess because they're trying to make themselves feel better for why they don't have access to you. But it upset me because I'm like, number one, you're married, focus on your marriage. Whatever's going on with me is absolutely none of your concern. I really could care less about his opinion because he could never date me even on his best day. But I was also mostly upset for the fact that he used to be a youth pastor who many young Christian teens looked up to. So for him to be spewing this kind of rhetoric is very harmful. And I know he's not just saying this to me because he claims that he's still providing relationship counseling to single people. He listed reasons like trauma, commitment issues, and being picky as some of the reasons that people are single past the age of 25. And while those reasons are sometimes true in certain cases, to generalize it as a whole, as something being wrong with people who are single past the age of 25 is very, very harmful. This may come as a shock to certain people, but many times people are single because they simply just haven't found their person yet. Period. Someone being single doesn't mean that they have trauma, childhood issues, commitment issues, or that they're too picky. And in fact, the best of people who truly have high self-worth are unwilling to settle in just any relationship because they don't need to get validation from a relationship in society. And this might also come as a shock to people, but there's many people that are content and thrive being single. Many people enjoy being single. In fact, that's actually another reason that some people take more time to settle down in relationships is because, is because being single is just too sweet. But what this former youth pastor said upset me, not for myself, as I was saying, but for the young Christian teens that listen to this kind of rhetoric in church and it really affects them negatively and even hurts their faith. Because they'll hear something like this and think to themselves, oh, I don't want to be viewed as something being wrong with me. So let me go ahead and jump into this marriage way too soon and get married even though I'm very unprepared. Or let me go ahead and be in this relationship even though this is not my true love and I'm not really into this person but I just don't want to be single because then I'll have to face judgments like this. Or if they do hit 25 plus and they're still single and unmarried, then they start believing that something is wrong with them and start feeling bad about themselves because this is the rhetoric they've been hearing within their own church community. And it affects their self-worth and is tied up in the religion. And when things like this are tied up in religion, it turns people off from religion. And when they want to set themselves free from this, 
this, they end up just getting rid of everything, including their faith, because they just want to be free from the stress and the hurt that this causes. Which leads me to my first point. One of the dark sides of Christian marriage and dating culture is the idea that marriage is a fulfillment of God's purpose for you. So when you are single, you have not stepped into your full purpose yet. This leaves a lot of Christian people feeling very incomplete when they're single and they start obsessing over marriage in a very unhealthy way. And some people even put their lives on hold while they're single, believing that real life starts only when they get married. I know so many people who don't do certain things like go out or travel, start a certain business that they want to start, or even really participate in church just because they are single and they are waiting to have this imaginary Christian power couple marriage that's so often talked about. And there's also the messaging that being single affects your Christian faith negatively because when you're single, then you're just one big ball of temptation. This whole idea that once you get married, you're free of temptation is just a big lie. There are billions of married people who face intense temptation, especially sexual temptation with people who are not their spouse. Okay. I don't want you to miss that. There's a lot of married people that face intense sexual temptations because they are tempted and lusting after people who are not their spouse. And then they realize that they are tied in a marriage that they maybe should have done more research before they jumped into. And being married actually affects your faith more than being single does. Because being married has the power to single-handedly destroy your life more than being single does. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not promoting singleness over marriage or vice versa, but I'm only shining a light on the realities of marriage that's often overlooked in the Christian community because marriage is put on such a pedestal. And even a lot of married people confess these same things all the time. When you're single, you have complete freedom. You have a lot of peace. That's if you have a good self-worth. I have to add that in because there's a lot of people that are completely miserable being single and that's because they just don't enjoy their own company, which is very unfortunate because every human being should know how to enjoy their own company. And I'm not saying you can't have peace in your marriage, but when you're married, you're no longer an individual. And that's why the Bible says the two have become one. All your independence is non-existent. So don't believe when people say, oh, maintain your independence in marriage. Always make sure you maintain your independence. No, there's no independence in marriage. Everything is dependent on another human being and you are forever working as a team. When you're married, you can't just pick up and move somewhere. You can't just pick up and go out. You can't just pick up and do this and do that. Every career decision, every family decision that has to do with children, anything, even decisions about your own body is dependent on someone else. And people who start to practice independence in their marriage from what I've seen, mind you, I've never been married, but from what I've seen, and I'm sure married people would agree, the people who try and practice independence in their marriage are very unsuccessful and things start to get selfish. When you're married, you have responsibilities that you have to fulfill every single day. When you're single, you can just open your door, drop your bag on the floor and jump into bed at any time. When you're married, it can't always be this way. Dinner has to be prepared. There's a different expectation on 
how the house should be kept. Your partner may want to spend some time with you. And I'm not saying this like this is a negative thing. It's a beautiful thing to spend time. But the fact remains that sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes you just want to lie down. And it's not that you're mad or you have resentment against anybody. Sometimes you just don't feel like doing anything. So you're going to have responsibilities that take up a lot of your time and you're not going to want to always do it, but you have to. And for example, when you're married, the time you spend fighting with your spouse, going into separate rooms in the house and being in your feelings, a single person who does not have to deal with all that drama can simply come home, eat in peace, maybe watch their favorite show or something like that, relax and have a good mindset to seek God and be at peace. That's why it's very important to choose your spouse wisely. And one thing I agree with is that choosing a spouse is one of the biggest decisions you'll ever make in your life. Because as I said, it has the power to make or break you down. And unfortunately, in my opinion, a lot of Christian people don't take this seriously enough. People simply just want to find someone, but they don't really think about the long-term consequences of the person they are choosing and what their everyday, day-to-day -day life could actually be like with this person. So when they start experiencing the everyday life of marriage and their life becomes a living hell with this person and the things that they thought they could overlook, they realize that they really can't not overlook these things in a marriage then they go straight to divorce and that's the kind of thing that negatively impacts your faith for real now let's move on to my second point my second point is the idea that being single is a waiting season so you often hear Christians talk about a waiting season and what you should be doing in your waiting season and this waiting season is basically being single before you get married so if you're unmarried then you're in a waiting season to get married. So everything you do while you're single waiting to get married is in anticipation of this marriage, which is like the end all be all of your life. Listen, the only waiting season that every single Christian is in is waiting for the second coming of Christ Jesus. You should not put things off in your life in anticipation for a marriage which you don't even know when it's going to come. Suppose you don't get married until five years from now. Are you willing to sacrifice five years of your life and be stagnant and not do the things that you really want to do just because you're not married and you put all your focus and energy into a potential marriage of which you know nothing about? How about instead you can just focus on being a true authentic Christian because that's something that whether you're single or married is important. Focus on being a person of value because when you have this waiting mindset and then it doesn't happen at your timeline or the time that you thought thought it was going to happen, then this causes feelings of hopelessness and depression in a lot of Christians. And they feel let down by God himself. Being single is a very valuable time in your life. And I'm actually sad for people who never experienced true singleness. Like those people that just got married at 18, 19, 20, straight out of their parents' house, I feel like they missed out on something special that's essential for building character and a strong self-identity. And that is being single as an adult and living alone. It's, it's priceless. Even married people. I've heard several married people reminisce about their single days when 
and they just could do what they wanted and they had their own apartment that they decorated however they wanted to, had their own house rules and they were just at peace. And this doesn't always mean that they hate their married life. No, I've seen people that love their married life, love their children, but they still reminisce about their single days because it was a positive time in their life. And they realize how moving forward, especially when you have kids, you can just never get those days back. And for the people that didn't have this experience in their single days, they often do regret it. And that's why you'll see some people who are 40 years old and they're trying to act like they're 21 and single again because they never really experienced that. So they felt like they missed out on something. But all I'm saying is don't set yourself up for letdowns by thinking that your single days are just a waiting season, waiting for this mystical Prince Charming to come get you. Third and last point about Christian marriage and dating culture that I want to highlight is the idolization of celebrity Christian couples. This one is so annoying to me because Christian people will put so-called Christian couples on a pedestal and praise them when they don't know anything about these people's marriages. And they will follow every word these people say like it's the Bible. Just because they have these picturesque photos and videos on Instagram and maybe you wish you had a family like they do. So instead of focusing on your individual relationship with God, that's probably not where it should be. You're more focused on idolizing celebrity Christian couples. And the thing is, the majority, if not all of these Christian couples, are not even a proper example of Christianity or a Christian marriage. These people are more concerned with being popular and being famous and being rich than they are with following the Word of God. And it's so obvious, but people see what they want to see, I guess. I think many people like the fact that these celebrity Christian couples represent claiming Christianity but not actually having to follow what the Bible says. It's kind of like validation for people who want to do the same thing. They can't stomach real Christianity. They can't stomach the rules of Christianity that are plain in the Bible and that require serious amendments to their lifestyles. So they like when they see these Christian couples who throw a sprinkle of Christianity in their brand, but at the same time have all these worldly successes. Take Sierra and Russell Wilson, for example. They are one of the most popular quote-unquote Christian celebrity couples. So for those who don't know of them, God bless you. Russell Wilson is a football player and Sierra is a R&B singer. Since Sierra got married, many women have been begging for her prayer. In fact, it's been named Sierra's Prayer. And it's the prayer that she prayed in order to get a man like Russell. Because from what has been shown on social media, Russell is a husband that pays for things and lavishes his wife in many gifts and also is a good stepfather to her son whom she had with a rapper named Future. So Russell was kind of like her redemption story because she was a single mother who had a child with this rapper who has I don't even know at this point, probably 10 plus children with 25 baby mamas or something like that. So I guess from society standards she was basically doomed. But here comes Russell, this, you know, goody two shoes Christian guy who marries her and just and buys her this huge diamond ring and lavishes her in gifts. So that's why people have asked her several times, like, can you share the prayer that you prayed because they want a man like Russell. But Sierra is always dressed naked on Instagram and in her music videos. In fact, she was recently criticized for how skimpy her outfit was on a red carpet that showed her entire bum, her breasts, her 
everything. It was barely covering her V in front. She's twerking in a thong in a video and so much more. This is so obviously not an example of a wholesome Christian woman that God calls his daughters to be. But yet people will idolize her and Russell for the reasons I was talking about. The idea that there's a certain prayer that you can pray to God to get a replica of somebody else's husband is insane. This is idolization at its finest. And like I said, instead of focusing on your own individual relationship with God and having your own personal prayer that's authentic to you, you are more focused on someone else's relationship of which you know nothing about. You only know what these people choose for you to know on Instagram. They're only going to show you the gifts. I can't tell you how many couples I've seen on Instagram that will post a video of, you know, gifts, roses, vacations on Monday. And on Wednesday, they are announcing their divorce. I know you've seen it too. We all have seen it. And you'll be wondering like, what? You guys were just posting how much you love each other and can't live without each other and you're the best husband in the world. And now 48 hours later, it's divorce. And they start telling you what really went on in their relationship. But yet people idolize these relationships. Why? Because when you see these vacations and gifts and very sexual public displays of affection, you want that too. And you don't want to be a boring Christian. Come on now. Like, ugh, I don't want to be one of those boring Christians that are modest and, you know, don't swear and don't drink and actually, you know, follow the Bible. What? I don't want to be one of them. They're boring. So when you see these um, turned up Christians, they're exactly what you want. But they are just another distraction that takes you away from God. You shouldn't be idolizing anybody's relationship. In fact, this is an explicit command from God in the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife or husband. It is a sin. Christianity does not need Christian couples to be put on a pedestal. That's not even what Christianity is about. The Bible alone is enough to be our guide on how to have a Christ-centered relationship. And if you want to look up to couples, you should be looking at couples that you know in real life right in front of you, not people in La La Land whom you don't know who are living false lives on social media. The message that I really want you to take away from today's topic is, number one, being single is okay. It's not a sin and there's nothing wrong with you. Now, if you are having troubles being in a relationship because you do have certain issues, let's say that you really do have commitment issues or let's say that you do have unaddressed traumas, there's still nothing wrong with you. You have some improvements that need to be made, but don't feel like there's something inherently wrong with you or like you're less than. And being married should not be a status symbol, but rather it's just another part of life, of an important part of life that's very important for family building especially. Don't put your life on hold just because you're single. And also don't follow these celebrity Christian couples, these social media influencers, and put them on a pedestal and have them distract you from having a personal personal individual relationship with God that's not based on outside influences. Celebrity Christian couples should not be influencing your prayers to Christ. And to those who are married, I really, really want you to hear me out on what I'm about to say. So please, let's have some silence while I make this statement. On behalf of all singles, 
in the church especially, leave people alone and focus on your own marriage. Nobody needs or wants your unsolicited relationship advice. Unless somebody comes to you and seeks your counsel, don't just look at someone and because they're single, take the liberty to approach them and tell them nonsense. Because seriously, 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 these are the things that make someone avoid coming to church just to not have to deal with you. So you don't want to be that person. I don't hate marriage. I feel like every time you talk about some negative things about marriage, sometimes people can think that you hate marriage. I don't. I am going to be married one day and I look forward to that and I look forward to having a family. So I definitely don't hate marriage. I'm a supporter of marriage. I think it's beautiful in the right context when it's done correctly. Not all these like messed up marriages out here that are complete dumpster fires. But I think marriage is essential for children, especially essential for family is necessary for society and I think that as our world has turned away from marriage and become more secular and having all these kind of different relationships that have different definitions and all this confusion going on it has had a great negative impact on our society so I am very very pro marriage but I just wanted to address these very real issues as a way for us to move forward and fix it so that we don't have these negative messages going out to singles out there in a way that discourages them and actually sets them up for bad marriages. I actually think the best way to have a good marriage is to gain a self-identity and self-worth that personally I think is best when it comes from God instead of just focusing your whole life on a marriage and waiting for that to validate you. Because a lot of people have done that especially a lot of Christian people. I've heard so many young Christian people who got married young and when they got in that marriage, it disappointed them because all the expectations and all the fantasies and everything that they had believed about marriage was not true once they became married and they just were under equipped and now didn't know how to deal with these challenges. Some of them even feel like they've been lied to or deceived and just totally let down. So that's what I'm really, really trying to avoid by talking about this issue. So that's it for this video. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up. And if you're listening, please also like this podcast and leave a review and also share with me some of the other topics you'd like me to address about Christian marriage and dating culture. Thanks so much for watching and I'll see you in the next one.